we never say die. We never say die. We never say die. What a comeback. But what if I were to tell you the greatest story of the day wasn't actually on the pitch. Shout out to the GOAT! created by the people for the people. No more no sitting in the shower. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquake related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. We here at Aftershock would actually like to start the podcast on a somewhat somber note. And it is honestly a devastating story of what has happened in Liga Mekis and all of those. We just... I want to say sorry to all those who have passed and all those who have suffered and whether it's your friends, family, or, I mean, even just having to read the story or see some of the videos that have come out uh, of all the, I believe it's up to 30 confirmed deaths at this point, more might be there, but um, it is really a devastating story. And we'll talk about it a little bit more later during the fan questions, but it really is a terrible thing it, it has no we all love the sport and I, I get supporting your team but at some point it, it's taken too far and this is another example of it just taken way too far and it, it's horrible no one should have to experience anything even similar to this so our thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected by this uh i think the first thing we need to do is we need to give two people their props i think calvo obviously for the two goals but Almeida, I, I think Almeida had a masterclass today. Masterclass might be a strong word, but I think he really had a great game today. I think the fans have been on his case, and I think we all, well, we all owe him an apology in general, but I think we really deserve him. He deserves an apology for this game, at least. We'll start with Calvo. Obviously, the two goals are great. Everyone's been claiming it, but defensively, he was organizing. I was there at the game. I got to see him... 50 feet away from me he was screaming he was organizing the defense and one thing that I love from a center back that you this is in my opinion how you could tell a really good center back other than the communication and some other things is when the ball was in the 18 whether it be a corner or a free kick or a set piece and it got cleared first thing he's doing is sprinting outside of the box and waving his arm saying out of the box out of the box so many times a second ball can be put in and it's just so hard for the goalkeeper or others to deal with. So to try and organize and get everyone like that is amazing. And he did it on multiple occasions, not just in set pieces like that. So awesome from Calvo being a leader to a new team. And I can see why he was a captain in his previous teams. And again, I told everyone, get off his case. I'm actually very excited about this signing. And yesterday proves it. Uh, even offensively, now he's a threat for us. Now on to Almeida. I think the 4-2-3-1 was beautiful. I, I know it was listed as a 3-4-3, but it played more like a 4-2-3-1. One. 
I think he did a really good job of balancing the squad. We brought Marcos Lopez in, who I thought was outstanding. I thought he absolutely had that side locked down and found a way to get on offense, but yet track back and stop multiple counterattacks. I think Paul Marie was had a pretty good game. He got exposed a few times. I'd say the first goal was, I don't want to say his fault, but it was a little bit more on his side and a, a few of the opportunities broke through his side, but I think offensively he won us the penalty. He was getting up and down the pitch. I think it was could have been a little bit better, as we all know, right? back is a little bit of a weak spot, but I think he had a great game overall. Jackson Ewell, I think defensively, there's still a couple moments where he gets a little lost, but I think he's getting more comfortable with it. And offensively, oh, it, it helps. He sprays the ball. He has the vision. We really got to see that today. But then we move to the midfield. I think Grey Goosh is getting a lot of flack right now because he's not really doing much. I know he had, he had those two beautiful set piece deliveries which sucks because he's like six five six six so i'd love to have him in the box but he's putting dimes in the box which is amazing absolutely amazing but you don't see him shooting a lot you don't see him tracking back a lot i think what people don't realize is he is a great role player to have and that might sound insulting but because everyone wants to be the star player wants to do this or that but he's just doing he's going about a day and doing his job he's going around he's not doing all the flashy stuff but he's being consistent and it's kind of like a Jordan Henderson where it's like you're not really getting a lot, but he can really drive that midfield. He can really just do the simple things. And it's really helping us move along when you have someone like Romady or Jutson that come in and do a little bit more of the defensive work. And Montero, who's doing a bit of the more offensive work, you get more of that box-to-box, really helps. On to Montero. Red card. So I was at the game, and on the replay that everyone in the stadium saw, it looked like a clear red to everyone in the stadium. I then watched the replay of the game when I got home and the highlights, and they showed a different angle, which then made it look like a very harsh red. I don't even want to get into the referee. That was every team says it when it's not going their way. Oh, the referee's terrible, but that was one of the most abysmal referee displays I've seen in a while, and it was quite embarrassing for the MLS. And I really think they need to review that game and have a talk with that referee. Anyways, Montero. I thought he was great in his opportunities, really connected for us, really free roaming around. He's really finding a spot here, but Again, we haven't got to see much of him, and now he's going to miss the return in the Philadelphia uh, Union game, so he doesn't get to get doesn't get to go back home and say hey to everyone, right? But I think he's great, and I think he's been a great addition for us. Chofi's out wide right. We know when he got his hat trick last season, that's where he was playing. He tucked in a little bit more into the midfield and helped with some of the build up play, and this really allowed Paul Marie to get up and down the pitch. And then we saw Espinosa on the left side, which I think was nice. You get to see obviously his defensive work rate is great. And then you get to see him cut onto his right. We didn't really get to see him do much, at least stat sheet wise, like we're used to seeing. But I think overall, it really helped, again, the balance of the squad. We don't need everyone being an all-star. Sometimes by being that role player, it really helps. Perfect example, Christian Pulisic. Amazing player, undeniable. When he's playing for Chelsea, we really see it. When he's playing for club teams, we really see it because he's kind of a role player and he gets very few moments. And in those moments, he shines. For the U.S. lately, he's been struggling, and even he said it. He said, I'm trying to save the team. He tries doing too much, and it hurts. We don't want that from all our players trying to do too much because then it hurts him and it hurts everyone else. Everyone's just doing their roles right now. I think that's why we looked so good for 32 minutes. Jabo. Ah, oh, man, it's tough. He was put in a really tough situation today. There were multiple opportunities. He was doing a great job of staying central, and I think that was really his job of the game to connect up play up there, but we just weren't finding him early on. But, you know, early on the game, you're trying to figure out the game still. But once the red card happened, there were multiple times where I either saw Calvo and or Yule with the ball, 
and Jabo was up top and he'd have two guys on him and he did an excellent job of let's just say it was a Calvo on the left side dragging the both center backs slightly to the right so that there was a giant pocket space in the midfield the problem is that space would be perfect for an attacking midfielder but ours got sent off so this wasn't a great game for him to display but I think Almeida's balance and what he did was fantastic and then at halftime he made subs big complaint last game he didn't make halftime subs he didn't make halftime changes Absolutely this time. We took Chofis off, which is a big risk, especially fan favorite. We see what he can do offensively. He puts Cade Callen. I think that adds a little bit more width defensively and really helps with the wing play, especially when you're down a man, having that pace. And again, more defensive responsibilities. I think that was really smart. And then putting Yudsen in for Romedi. I think that was genius. The ref gave Romedi the dumbest yell. I don't even really remember what it was for. And then there were times where he was barely touching people and getting foul calls all the time. It just, he did not like Romedi. So he was, it didn't seem like he was going to stay the whole game. So good to put Yudsen on in the game, who I thought had an excellent game and really allowed uh, Gregush to get a little bit more forward in our very limited forward options. I think Jay, our only real chance before the two goals was Jabo got a counterattack, but it wasn't quite pacey enough. So the others were able to catch up. Now I want to talk about my man of the match. Honestly, the man of the match of the two last two games, but last game he had one error. It's not Calvo. I mean, he should be the man of the match, got the goals, whatever, but mine is JT Markinowski. This guy has saved us so many times. So many times just shots will go through or little pokes. He had two incredible saves. One was about 10 yards out and in traffic and a deflection and he dives hits it with one arm keeps it strong and tips it over the top of the crossbar that's absolutely incredible i know he messed up last game with one goal but so many times a game he saves us it is absolutely a stellar performance from jt markinowski two games into the season next week's going to be a really tough game i i it's going to be really interesting to see how we line up i would like a little bit more of a defensive lineup Maybe throw Beeson in there. I, I Kind of weird why he's not starting. I think we want you on there for the offense and Calvo maybe just a bit above him. But let's see if we can maybe get Beeson in there. But honestly, right now, I do want the same starting lineup. I think Lopez is a must, especially. Uh, we'll see with Marie. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, the question is who's going to replace Montero? Are we going to put trophies in there and then put someone out wide? I'd maybe like to see Benji get a run. I think he's been doing well for us. I think he needs a bit more time. Um, if in a perfect world, I like, and I know I, he's my favorite player and I say it every time, but I think Tommy actually is the smart choice to start maybe over Marie. I think when Tommy came in, what I immediately noticed is he wasn't letting, he really has approved on his defense as a right back. He really wasn't giving them space or time. He was on their back before the ball was getting there. He wasn't letting a second bounce happen on the bounce. He was trying to be right on their touch. Now, given he came in a sub with about 20, 10 minutes left. So he had a lot of energy. But I thought it was an absolute stunning performance from Thompson. The only reason I'd say maybe don't start him if you're also starting Marie is due to the number situation. If him or Marie go down, we really are out of defensive options at that point. And that's why I'd maybe like to see Benji get a run. Maybe give Kate a run as well. But maybe start uh, Thompson over Paul Marie. You don't know. Our first fan question of the day comes from an Ask Aftershock legend. Dollar underscore Bills. James Ask. Why did we play trophies out wide on the wing? Uh, it's something we've seen a few times in the season before. That might have been due to numbers. Maybe I believe it was for one of two, or probably for two reasons. One, maybe to get someone that can collect the ball and be creative on the wing versus just playing it long and using their pace. I also think 
with this game specifically, Chofis would tuck in more like he does every game, help out in the midfield, overload the numbers a little bit, because I know Almeida is a big fan about overloading numbers in specific areas. It's been mentioned multiple times. But I think this also really helped Paul Marie overlap because that space was really being abused. Uh, well, not being abused because Chofis was drawing in so many defenders towards him, especially when Montero was there before the red card. The next question comes from, it's a football life for me. Pretty much asking about the situation down in Mexico. It's it's devastating. I uh, I'm I'm just a college kid. I don't really have the answers to solve this or the power, but it's it's disgraceful. I don't know what can be done. We've seen it multiple times. It's disgusting that it's not getting more light onto it to try and fix it. Uh, it sucks that we live in an age where people don't actually care about problems until they get yelled at and then they have to pretend to care about the problems they don't actually care about it. This is disgusting and vile what happened. If, if you don't know what happened, I don't recommend looking up the videos. They are absolutely brutal. But maybe less alcohol at the games. Maybe sectioning off fans. I, I don't... I, limiting fans for a little bit. I, it's, I don't have the answers, but the answer I do have is let's not be racist towards Hispanics. I saw a lot of those comments, especially last year when fights were breaking out when we played them. This isn't represent... This isn't a representation of all people. This isn't a representation of all of a certain type of people or group of people. It's it's not even a representation of that club, I like to believe, or that league. It's just that league, Liga Mekis, is really having an unfortunate scenario. It, it is devastating. I don't, I, it's, I don't have words for it. It's really been heartbreaking. But let's not be bigoted or racist towards Hispanics or the groups. Don't fault them before they even do something. There are many, many, many good supporters of that team that didn't do anything wrong and now are suffering either because of a loss of a friend, a family member, or a fellow supporter, or just had to witness that, or are dead because of this. So I, I don't have the answers, but something absolutely needs to be done. This needs to have more light shined onto it. And again, kill them with kindness. Don't kill. Our final fan question of the day comes from Tectonic Tates asking... Who my player of the season is so far? Well, while it's only been two games, I think without a doubt it's JT Markinowski. I think he had the big blunder in the set, and sorry, the first game that really led to a goal. But other than that, huge saves has to deal with a lot of shots. Not the most reliable defense at times, and I think it, this is the story of JT every season. He'll have a couple fluffs here or there that are really bad, but he'll have amazing, amazing games back to back and really not get the light on it. And I think he gets hate because he's from the San Jose Earthquake, something Jackson Ewell also uh, deals with when he goes to the national team. But uh, yeah, JT, for sure, my player of the season so far.